point in time, how we can leave a place but yet still long to be back in the place where we've left from. And so here I'm thinking, I said, now, Lord, help me to understand because we want it to be a word for right now for where people are and also that's in line with your scripture. So the first book he gave me was Romans chapter number 15. And I want to read this verse, verse number 4, the book of Romans chapter number 15. Verse 4 says in Romans chapter number 15, it says, For whatsoever... For whatsoever things were with was written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. You know the enemy's been busy all morning long, <laughs> but that's all right because that means God's word is for for all of us and somebody in particular. Amen. So in Romans chapter number. 15 now it says in verse number four for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope so the word of God is saying to us that the scriptures here, they have been written, that which was written aforetime, it was written for our learning and for our patience. Okay? Now, let's go to the book of Deuteronomy chapter number 1. Deuteronomy chapter number 1. Remember now, the scriptures was written aforetime for our, our learning and for our patience and hope. We're talking about the wilderness within. Wilderness within. We all go through wilderness, wilderness experiences. But most time we always look at the external rather than look at the internal. Now, Deuteronomy chapter number 1, and we're going to look at verse number 2. I, I want to share about how Israel was brought out of uh, bondage, out of a uh, place called Egypt. They were brought out of that place, and the journey was only supposed to take them 11 days, 11 days. But it took them a whole, whole lot longer. It took them about 40 years. Think about our own life, and there are places that we are supposed to have been a long time ago, but we are still wandering in that wilderness place and it all has to do with what's on the inside of us. Now, verse number two in Deuteronomy chapter number one. Now, verse number two says, there are 11 days journey. Talking about this was with Israel. Their journey was supposed to have taken them 11 days. It says, there are 11 days journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir and Kadesh uh, Barnea. Now, what does that little verse, what does that mean? God says to me, he said, Brenda, he said, now, every individual has those three places on the inside of them. There is the, the, the Mount Harp, uh, and that means a desert place, or it also means a place of, of solitude, 
And it also means a wasteland. It, it's, it's a wilderness. It's a place of ruins, a place of drought. Now, there are three places that's listed here. There's Harp, there's Seir, and then there is uh, Kadesh Barnea. Point A to point C is where every individual is trying to get to. But there's also a point B. Now, point A is understanding within all of us, there is that wasteland or that drought on the inside of us. Where we're trying to get to is Kania, uh, we're trying to get to Kadish Barnea, which means a place of holiness. It also means a sanctuary. And, the, and we're not talking about an Ephesus called this, what we call sanctuary, but the sanctuary that's within us is the way to find the Lord. So from point A to point C, we're trying to come out of that drought, that, that place of wasteland within us, and we're trying to get to that place of holiness. But in between, that, that, there's, there's that place, that, that B place, which means seer. That means where there is demonic activity. Uh, there are things that's trying to throw us off course. Amen. Trying to throw us off course. There's stormy weather and there's, rough, uh, there's a roughness, a rough terrain. In other words, when we go from point A to point C, when we're trying to come out of that dry place, uh, that dry season in our life, and get to that place of holiness, there are a lot of things in between definitely that God does not tell us about. Amen. I mean, there are a lot of stormy weather going on in our lives. I mean, it's, it's very difficult, you know. There's demonic activity in all of our lives that tries to keep us from getting to that place of holiness. Now, holiness has nothing to do with wearing long dresses. Amen. Now, holiness is, has nothing to do with not wearing makeup. Amen. Man, man got that wrong. Man put all that mess there, Okay. But, but God is wanting us to, to, to have the, the character and the image and the likeness of him. But we got to understand now, there's that wilderness there in between those places, all that demonic activity that tries to keep us from reaching where God would have us to be. Now, let's flip over to Deuteronomy chapter number 8. Deuteronomy chapter number 8. Deuteronomy chapter number 8. Now, no one likes to be in a wilderness experience. It's not easy, but it's necessary. <laughs> the wilderness is necessary. When, when God led the children of Israel, from, from he led them from the place of Egypt, he brings them out of the place of bondage, he takes them by the way of the wilderness, and it is for a purpose. Everything that we go through is for a purpose. Every trial, every tribulation, every struggle, it is for a purpose. Amen? We're talking about the wilderness within. It's for a purpose. Now, Deuteronomy chapter number 8, verse number 2. Verse number 2 says, And thou shalt remember all the ways which the Lord thy God led thee Forty years in the wilderness. <clears throat> Pen right there. How long have we been at the same place? I mean, how long have we been in the same circle, seeing the same scenery? Anybody been there? You've seen the same scenery. You're going round and round and round, and you're supposed to have been there. But we still see the same scenery. 
We're still in that same place, still in that same place. And there's a reason why we're still in the same place. Now the Bible says they were there for 40 years in the wilderness. Watch what he says in the latter part of verse 2. He says, to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thy would keep his commandments. First of all, God has to bring us uh, uh, to a point of humility. He has to bring us low. He has to humble us, bring us down uh, into a place where we are submissive unto him. Amen. Now, we don't have a problem sometimes. Well, we do. Sometimes being submissive to man. But one of the things we don't do, we, we're not always submissive to God. But what he says now, the reason why the wilderness situation that we're in and why we have to go round and round, because God says sometimes we get too high-minded. We, we get too lifted up in pride. So God says, I've got to humble them. He says, I've got to humble them. Now, the Bible continues to say, he says, I want to see whether or not they're going to keep my commandments. In other words, God says, Brenda, when you're going through, I want to know whether or not you're still going to serve me. When it doesn't look like the way we think it ought to look like, will we still serve God? When things don't go our way, will we still serve God? While we're operating in this wilderness experience, when it seems like nothing goes right, do we still serve God? See, most times people, people do not humble themselves and do not really begin to call on God until they start to get in trouble. Amen. Amen. When, 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 we, when we got some oppositions, you know, when we can't make ends meet or when there's some situations and circumstances within our life that we don't like, we, that's, we, that's when we start calling on God. But what happens when the, the good days do we not call on him in the good days? Because, see, everything that we lay up, you know, and I love what the old folks say. They say, lay up your timber now. Amen. In other words, you lay up your prayers now because hard times are coming. And, see, when you lay something up, when hard times coming, you'll be able to walk through that thing. Amen. But most times we only worship and praise God is when we're going through hard times. I think Dr. Manley preached a message called hard times. You know, sometimes we have hard times and hard situations that we have to face. But, but the fact remains that when we're up, we need to praise God. And when we're down, we need to praise God. And the, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. The greatest test in, in whether or not we can praise God is when we're really going through. When you're really going through, when you're really messed up, when, when it looks like nothing's going right, can you still praise God then? That's, that's the time you get God's attention. Because, see, God allows that to happen because he has to humble us. And once he humbles us, then we begin to look up and call on his name. Amen. That's when we begin to call. Think about it. You, you just, 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 just take your own self down memory lane. Take your own self down memory lane. When, 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 when do we really look up and acknowledge God to be God and we say, God, I trust you no matter what it looks like or how it may seem. God, I'm still going to trust you. And then the next thing after trust is, will you wait on it? Can you wait on the answer? Can you wait on God? 
See, all that is in that wilderness experience, what they call waiting. And we as people do not like to wait. We like to fix it, right? After we fix it, then we call on God. No, after we mess it up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. After we mess it up, then we call on God to fix our mess. Amen. But God said, I've got to take you through this wilderness experience because I've got to humble you. Now, watch what verse number three says. Now, verse number three says, and and Deuteronomy chapter number eight, he says, and he, watch how he humbles us. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doeth not live by bread, but, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord do man live. Now let me say that right. That was a mess. All right. That he might make thee know that man doeth not live by bread only, but... By every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord do his man live. So how does God get our attention as he takes us through that wilderness experience? This is what he does. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. This is the part that we do not like. But God says he takes us through the wilderness uh, experience or uh, uh, that pathway because not only does he have to humble us, but there's a way he has to humble us because he man got a hard head, right? When I say man, I don't mean man and gender. I mean mankind. So mankind includes everybody, male and female. Amen? All, all genders. So, so what, watch what happens in Hebrews chapter number 12. And this is the way that the Lord chastises us. Amen? This is what he does. Verse number 10, Hebrew chapter number 12. Remember now, we're trying to get from that, that place of drought or that wasteland, and we're trying to get over here to this place of holiness. Because the Bible does say that without holiness, no man shall see God. Hmm, that's scary. He says, without that, no man shall see God. Now, Hebrews chapter number 12 says this. Now, it says in verse number 10, For they verily for a few days, talking about the the, the fathers of the flesh, for they verily for a few days chastening us after their own pleasure. Hmm. But he, meaning God, is for our profit that we might be partakers of his what? holiness so the chastisement uh, is so that we can be partakers of his holiness see when the those in the flesh our our, our, our natural parents you know how it is when you whip your children you know you 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 give them that little whipping and then it's the bible says here that it is for their own pleasure that's scary for they verily for a few days chastening, chastening means to discipline, to instruct, or to teach. Now, they, they, they discipline their children, or they chasten them, or they instruct them, or they teach them. But it goes on to say, uh, after their own pleasure. Now, I'm like, oh, that's not saying a whole lot about parents, is it? Because it says they chasten them after their own pleasure. Hmm. But watch what it says about God. It says about God, God does it for our profit. 
Now, whoever thought that chastisement is profitable? When you're going through and God chastises us, whoever thought that it's supposed to bring some gain? And it does. We never look at it like that. The way we look at it is God, I'm getting a beat down from God because I messed up. No. God has to chasten us. He has to discipline us. He has to instruct us so we can get a profit. So when there's a profit, when there's gain, that means God will also get a return on the ones he died for. But it's also so we can be partakers of holiness. So as we're going through our wilderness experience within, because everything that we sometimes look at, we often look at external. Now, here's something we need to understand. When we begin to look at things external, use an example, look at the tree. God does everything for a reason. Everything that you see on the outside, exterior, is also inside. It's within. God says we are trees of righteousness. So every time we see a tree, it should remind us that we are trees of righteousness. Now think about it. Trees go through something, right? There's a springtime, and they begin to blossom, and everything seems to be beautiful, and it's fresh, and it's so as it is sometimes in our own life. There are times in our lives when it seems like everything is going right, and it's a beautiful season. But that season don't last forever. Amen. That season doesn't last forever. So now you've got to come to a place where you've got to come into the summer. See, those trees on the outside represents what we are enduring or experiencing on the inside. See, they, the heat that comes in the summer, it's rough on those trees. The trials that we go through, it's rough on us because most of us don't tell the truth. You know how church folk like to do. How's it going? Blessed and highly favored. And know you're going through hell. Amen. Know you're going through, but because we're so used to wearing a face and being pretenders, we don't want to tell folk when we're going through. Hey, I'm going through. And the truth be now, we're all going through. But why are we trying to hide that? Who, who are we trying to impress? Who are we trying to impress? If you're going through, you're just going through. Just know you're going to come out of it. See, that's, that's that heat of trials and, and tribulations, that, that, that summer month. See, right now, some of us is in a springtime, in spring season. Some of us also is in, in a summertime when the heat is on. I mean, you're really going through some things. I mean, it's really, really, really rough. That's that that's summer month, you know, when, and, and, and on the inside, we, we don't want to tell nobody what we're going through because we want to pretend that everything is okay. But then there comes that fall month when it seems like you're in a transition and you, you're laying back and it seems like that's the preparation of the tree to begin to shed some things in the fall. It begins to change the leaves. It begins to shed leaves. But what it's doing is it is preparing us for the next season, which is the winter month. Have you ever noticed the trees in the winter month, they are stripped bare. I, th that's when we have gotten to the point in, in our trials, and we've been going through so much on the inside, we are bare, we are naked, and we don't want nobody to know it. But that wind is still blowing. It's still blowing. So 
anything that you see on the outside is representative of what's on the inside of you. You just got to know what season you're in. Some folk are in, in that winter season right now. They're in that season. And it's hard. It's difficult. I mean, the, the, there's so much that comes upon us oh, in, in the winter season. And, and right now, it's just so unusual. You don't know whether it's summer or you don't know where it's spring. You don't even know where it's winter. You have no clue because it's just like some days we're up and some days we're down on the inside. Check the weather. When you check the weather and you really look at it, you can look, your, look at your own self and see what you're going through. Watch it. Look, look, that's how it goes. Now, now he, he does all that. He's, the chastisement is for our profit. It, it, it's, we're to be partakers of holiness. Now, look at verse number 11 in Hebrew chapter number 12. Now, verse number 11 says, now, somebody say now, because we're being real, right? Now, no chastisement or chastening or discipline or being instructed or any, any lessons we are to learn, they are, not, they, they are not joyous. It says, now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Now, we know how it is when we're going through, right? It's not a joyful time. Hey, has anybody shouted when they was going through? And it been, okay, I'm going to add this. Shouting had been real. You know, we can do a lot of fake. You know what I'm saying? We can do a lot of fake and it be not real. But I, the sincerity of, okay, God, you're, you're chastising me, you're disciplining me, but, but it don't feel good. Now, anybody says that God's chastisement or discipline feels good, I hate to tell you, they tell a lie. How many of y'all said, oh, God, 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 bring it on. Bring it on, chastise me. Give me a, just let me go through those trials. And it's not joyous. I mean, it's grievous. That's what the Bible says. You know, but there's a purpose. There's a purpose in our wilderness experience. There's a purpose. Watch what he says now. He said, now no chastening for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Then he says, watch this. Nevertheless, afterwards... After, after it's over, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of what? Righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. In other words, when God gets through with us, God said it brings about peaceful, peaceable fruit. We produce fruit. When we get through going through what God has us to go, going through, we produce fruit. Hmm. That's a prophet. We produce something that we did not already have. Okay? But here's what's happened when we began to go through our wilderness experience. And here's some things that we do not like. And this is what happens. Amen. Now, let's look at Numbers. Book of Numbers, chapter number 11. Numbers, book of Numbers, chapter number 11. God brings us out, right? He brings us out of a situation. Hard times come. Difficult times come, right? Now, watch what we do. Numbers chapter number 11. Looking at verse number 4. Remember, Romans told us that the scriptures are written aforetime for our learning. All right, for our learning. Now, when we're going through, when we got some situations going on, now, this is what we do when God is chastising. 
the book of Numbers, chapter number 11, looking at verse number 4. Verse 4 says, And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. Well, what is that mixed multitude? That mixed multitude is those mixed emotions that we have on the inside. And when we go through, we begin to fall a lusting. When, we, when we're up and down in our emotions, anybody been up and down in their emotions? Amen. Up and down in our emotions. You know, all of a sudden we begin to lust for some things that we have left. You remember I told you about in the very beginning about, about, about the cover on Dr. Manley's book, uh, The Jungle Within? The, the man is leaving, he's leaving that environment supposedly behind, but his eyes is looking backwards. See, whenever we're going through, when we're in that, when we're in that wilderness season, we have a tendency to look back from whence we came from. Now, watch example. He says, for our learning. Now, Numbers chapter number 11, verse number 4 says, And the mixed multitude, we got the mixed emotions, that was among them fell a lusting, and the children of Israel also, they wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? Watch verse 5. Here's the problem. We remember. That's our problem. Now, God has brought us out of the bondage. He's brought us from that place of limitations. And when it gets difficult, when it gets hard, all of a sudden they, they, you begin to speak to somebody, even the leader in you. Because we all got leaders on the inside of us. Okay? The leaders don't just show up on Sunday morning or Wednesday. We all have a leader on the inside of us. Now, watch what he says. He says, verse number five. He says, we remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. But you were complaining you wanted to come out of bondage. But all of a sudden now you want to go back. You remember, oh, I had those good times back. But you was in bondage. You were crying. God set me free. And when hard times came, difficult times came, all of a sudden now we want to go back. To where we came from. The devil is a lie. I don't have nothing back there. But a heartache, pain, and stupidity. Why do you want to go back? God is a progressive God. God goes forward. But when hard times came, when they couldn't get their way, that's what it was. They didn't, they didn't want that manner. They didn't want that. They wanted something different. When we can't get our way, we want to go back to, to yesterday, what it used to be. But we've forgotten what, what yesterday was like. We've forgotten that. So I think that means, that means they, they, this, we remember all this. They told me our soul is dried away. Then he said, there is nothing at all besides this matter before our eyes. Now listen. Now God had kept them. All this time, for 40 years, they, he, he set them free, brought them out. Think about our own life. What, what was it that we were set free from? But yet we want to go back to. And he, he has taken care of every one of us. Everyone, he has taken care of it. And some of us still not satisfied. We, we, we're not satisfied. See, that's that wilderness. See, that means that we're still in that wilderness state. But the beauty of it is this. We have to recognize God said that's some demonic activity there too. 
See, that's that middle. See, you got an A, B, and a C. A is in that drought. A is that wasteland. Now, you're trying to get to that place of holiness, to a place that looks like God. You're going to be the image of God. But in the midst of that, Satan said all kind of traps. He says all kind of traps. He put all kind of thoughts in your head. All kind of thoughts. Oh, I have, I've heard people say, you know, I had it better when I was in the world. The devil is a lie. Because right now I got somebody to fight my battle. And his name is Jesus. I would not want to be in this society today and do not have the Lord on my side. There's no way. There is no way. Listen, when we don't have, God will touch somebody's heart and to knock on your door to bring you what you need. I'm not talking about what somebody done told me. I'm talking about what I know. What I've experienced. And I love to use this church. I love to use House of Destiny and what God is doing and what God has done and what God is going to continue to do. Handful of people that can, can, can do phenomenal things God uses to, to, to bless millions and millions and millions of people. Everything that comes through is free. Don't pay for it. Listen, God don't have to know it's us doing it. I mean, the people do not have to know it's us doing it. it all they need to know is it's God that's doing it. Because we're supposed to be lifting up God, not ourselves. But it's only by the grace of God that he uses us the way he does. Especially when we are all have come short of the glory of the Lord. But many times some of us have gone back. Hello. We've gone back now. Now, before somebody says, well, you know your situation ain't like mine, let me tell you something. Everybody's got a situation. My situation may not be like your situation, and your situation may not be like my situation, but we're all still going through. Pain is pain. It doesn't matter how it comes or who it comes in. It may not be like yours, but you rest assured, I'm going through too. But we've got to remember that. But what we need to remember is not to go back. We don't need to go back. We, don't, we do not need to go back. Stop remembering what you did in the world and what the world gave. The world didn't, everything that the world gave you, would rest assured, it took back more from you than it gave you. If you gave the world a nickel, I guarantee you, it, 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 you gave up 200, not the nickel. I guarantee you that. So stop looking back. Stop, stop looking back because God is progressive. God wants to do some things. God wants to take us to some places. He wants to show us how to come up out of the wilderness. He wants to show us how to come up out of that. Now, this is the last, last place we're going. Matthew chapter number 4. Matthew. We're talking about the wilderness within. Wilderness within. Matthew chapter number 4. Now, show you something that, that, that God can... Showing us, showed me. The children of Israel, as, as they were going forth, and the, they, they had to cross the Red Sea. Now, the Red Sea was a type of uh, a baptism, uh, a symbol of being uh, uh, over, over, overwhelmed in the grace of God. It's a type of baptism before they had to get to the next place or their next destination. Now, they followed, this is the key God showed me. He said they followed man, and that's why they complained so much. But when you follow God, 
then that makes a difference. Matthew chapter number 4. Matthew. Matthew chapter number 4. Jesus, what man could not do, and he tried to show us back there in the book of Deuteronomy, in the book of Numbers, Jesus comes right along and shows us how to make it from point A, even though you're going to go through point B, and you will end up at point C. Now, Matthew chapter 4, verse number 1, this is what it says. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit. Where Where did the Spirit lead him to? The wilderness. It's the same place. The wilderness is the same place he takes the children of Israel to. The exact same place. So he's doing the exact same thing, but he's showing them something different. How you can be victorious or victorious in your wilderness state. You can be victorious. Now, now, Mark says that he immediately, uh, the Spirit drives him into the wilderness. And this is after he was baptized. At, you remember the Red Sea? The people go through the Red Sea. They enter into the wilderness. Here Jesus is now. He gets baptized. Now the Spirit drives him into the wilderness. Key. The Spirit drives him into the wilderness. Some of us go in the wilderness because we drive our own self. Can we be real? We drive our own self. You can't blame it on the spirit now. A lot of times we want to blame it on the spirit, but it's not. It's, it's, it's us. Amen. Plus the Bible does say this. If the Bible does say that, that, that we are drawn by our own lust. Don't say God didn't tempt us of anything. The Bible says that we are drawn, when we are tempted, it's because we are drawn by our own lust. You remember the mix, that mixed multitude? Them emotions when we're up and down, up and down. The, the, the most dangerous time in our life is when we're in that situation and, we're the, and our emotions are up and down with upheaval and somebody can come along and tell us any kind of lie and we'll believe it. Because we're up and down in our emotions. There's no stability. There's no stability. Now, Jesus, watch what, how Jesus handles his wilderness state. So that is a lesson for us to learn because the Bible does say everything that is written now aforetime was written for our learning. Okay? Now, this is what he does now. He's, he's, he's driven by the Spirit into the wilderness. He says to be what? Tempted of the devil. Tempted of the devil. The children of Israel, point A, point B, point C. B is where that demonic activity goes along. All that activity, we're being tempted on every hand, being tempted now, because we're trying to get to a place. Now, watch, watch, watch how Jesus handles this. He fasts for 40 days and he fasts for 40 nights, right? Then the Bible says afterwards he was hungered. Verse number three says, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now, one thing, two things Satan wants us to do. He wants to mis- us to misuse our power that God has given us. And then he wants us to think that we don't know who we are and which he's almost right. That, was, that hurt kind of, right? Identity. Identity. The church has an identity crisis. We do not know who we are. We have no clue who we are. We are mighty in God. 
See, Jesus lives on the inside of us. How can we be walking around with a powerhouse and still be helpless? Christ is on the inside. We believe what Satan said more than we believe what the Word said. Now watch, watch, watch the Word, watch the Word. What, verse 4, verse number 4. Verse 4 says, this is how Jesus answers him. But he answered and said, it is what? Written. I wonder how many folk read their Bible this week. It is written. The enemy knows that if he put anything in the book, he knows we won't read it. Amen. Amen. We don't read it. How many of us have took the time out this week? Don't raise your hand because we won't tell no lie in church, okay? All right, don't matter about this one. God sees. How many of us have taken the time to sit down to see what's written in the book? Just think about it now. When, when we're going through our trials and our tribulations, how many of us sit down and say, God, what is the answer? What are you trying to tell me? What lesson am I supposed to learn? And then go to the book. Or do we go to the telephone and look to man for an answer? And the crazy thing is, man got the same problem you got. And he ain't looking in the book either. You call the blind leading the blind. That's what that is. Wake up! That's crazy. He says, you know, Satan don't care nothing about oh, hooping and hollering and running and screaming. No. He don't care nothing about that. He want to know if you know the power that's in this book and the power that's in you. Once you discover the power of this book and the power that's in you, within you, you can rest assured you'll be walking the same path as Jesus Christ. Be walking. Watch what he says. Verse 4. He said, but he answered and he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You've got to speak God's word. You can't speak God's word if you don't know God's word. And most of us, you know, you know grandma said it's like this. Grandma was wrong because somebody told grandma the, the stuff that was wrong. Grandma didn't get it from the book. Grandma couldn't even read. Are we, are we getting a picture? It's the Holy Spirit painting a picture. Now he says, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Watch verse 5. He said, then the devil, he, the devil don't never stop. He never stops. He never stops. If he can't get you on one thing, he will come up with something else. Then verse 5 says, Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down for, watch this, now he's saying, for it is written. See, the, Satan will take your words. See, Jesus told Satan, it's written, right? Well, look what the devil did. He come right back and he told Jesus, it's written. Have you ever seen how people try to twist the scripture? Manipulate the scripture to make wrong right and right wrong. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they can just use some stuff to make their sin be right. No, it's got to be, whether it's me or anybody else, if we're wrong, we're just wrong. The answer is in the book. See, whenever there's a debate about anything, whenever there's a situation that we have in our life, whether it be on our job, whether it be in our families, whether it be in our marriages, what we need to do is go to the book and see what Jesus say about it. Because too often we got our own opinion.
opinion, and our own opinion is always wrong. Because everybody likes to you know, promote their own opinion. Okay? Now, watch what he says. Oh, that, that old rascal, he's shrewd. He's shrewd now. He's shrewd. Verse 6 says, he says, And he said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written. That means he's been reading the same book. He can't live it, but he'll tell you about what this book said. Have you ever seen a speaking demon before? Quoting that word. Living like hell, but he quoting that word. Knowing, knowing, knowing. Knowing you ain't in the book, so he can tell you anything. I've been there. I've been there. I'm not ashamed, but I had enough sense to come out when I heard truth. When I heard truth, I learned, oh, this don't sound like this. Something wrong here now. And when I started reading the book, I found out they were telling me a whole lot of fairy tales. A whole lot of lies. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance. Thank you, Lord. He says this. He says, now, for it is written, he says, if, if he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, listen, any time thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. Watch Jesus. Verse 7. Jesus said unto him, it is written. See, you got to know how to step up to the devil. Now, Jesus is saying, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Well, God, you know, God, God's going to deliver me. I, I can go here. It's going to be all right, God. No, the devil is a lie. The books are don't tempt him. And when we are tempted, the Bible does say in the book of James, it's because we're drawn by our own lust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, God has an answer for everything that we say. How in the world we think we can outwit the one who wrote the book and who is the book? Can't do it. There is, there is no way. Now, watch watch this. We're almost done. Verse, verse number 8 says, Again, I told you don't give up. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceedingly high mountain, and he showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. You know, man loves glory. Why do you think, why do you think the enemy showed Jesus the glory, or the glory of those kingdoms? Man loves glory. What you going to do with glory? You can't eat. You can't eat it. You can't spend it. Glory belongs to God. He shows him glory. He tells him. He said, now, he said, I'm going to take you up here. I'm going to show you all the kingdoms of this world and the glory of them. Now, understand something. The, the, the Lord says this in Psalms 115, that, that the earth belongs to the, to the children of God. So Satan is trying to show Jesus something that was already his. Now, the earth is ours according to what God says in his word. The earth belongs to man. Boy, we done done a bad job, haven't we? We've messed it up. We've messed up. Now, verse 9 says, And he saith unto him, All these things, that's a lie, y'all, will I give thee if thy will fall down. And what is he wanting? He's wanting worship. Why do you think we have to go through so much, so much stuff coming up in here trying to do praise and worship? He does not want us to give God worship. He wants to worship. He wants us to always be talking about him. We want to worship him. And no, no. He wants God. No. He wants us to worship. Oh, Satan did it in the world. I had this and all this stuff. No, you better remember that you paid a price. If he gave you anything, you better rest assured you paid a price for it. And you paid more than what you wanted to give. Mm -mm. No, he wants you to worship him now. Then verse number 10, and we're going to stop. We're going to stop. Number, number 10 says, Then said Jesus unto him, 
This is what we got to do. He's talking to Satan now. Get thee hence, Satan. You got to call that rascal by his name. For it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou do what? Serve. Who are you serving today? See, we're talking about coming out of that wilderness state and getting to that place of holiness. See, when we get in that place of holiness, being like Christ, then we want to serve him. The Bible says we can't serve two masters. Can't serve two masters. Some of us serve money, some of us serve man, and some of us serve stuff. God said you can't serve two masters. See, Satan got a lot of that stuff he, he, he wants us to have, but it, it's, it's, he has a, a purpose why he wants us to do that. Jesus said you can't serve two masters now. Verse 11 says, Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Jesus showed us how to get from that place of drought, get through that wilderness state, and end up in a place of holiness by Matthew chapter number 4. What did he say? When everything, got, when everything was over and done, when he, when he would not do what Satan wanted him to do, the Bible says, verse 11, then the devil leaves him. He don't hang there forever. He, he'll aggravate you for a season. Then he come back and wait. He wait on you. He wait on you. He wait on you. He wait till you're most vulnerable. He waits on you. Now, let me tell you something. He ain't going to mess with you in your strong days. He ain't going to do that. He wait. He'll wait you out. He'll wait you out. But it's the word. It's the word of God. And it's the power on the inside of you. Jesus that lives on the inside of you. We're not always in a wilderness state. God is trying to get us to that place of holiness, that sanctuary. The Bible says the ways of the Lord is in the sanctuary. So if you want to know your way, know his ways, you got to make some preparation for him in your sanctuary. This is your sanctuary. If you want to know God's ways, get up in here. Because the king is in there as well as the kingdom. And if you enter into the kingdom, you're bound to find the king. Most of us don't want to find the king. He does different things. His ways are not like our ways. Mm -mm. He'll tell us, your brother smack you in the face, turn the other cheek. He says, oh, no. Come on, let's put it up. His ways are not like our ways. But we can make it through this wilderness experience. Everybody got a wilderness within. Everybody. Where's your season? Where are, you, where are you now? Where are you? Are you facing winter? Bear? Strip? Going through? Or is the heat on? Is that summer month? Huh? Where, where are we? Just, we just have to think about it. Where we are. Answer is in here. Your answer is in here. This is where your answer is. This is where you're going to find your answer. And I guarantee you, his answer is the best answer, and it works every time. may not be like we want it, but it's the right answer. It's the right answer. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 I pray. I pray. Oh, boy. I worked up a sweat up here. God made me sweat up here. Amen.
I pray that you got food for thought. Food for thought. Food for thought. Got a wilderness on the inside. But it's okay. Because you know the man. I pray you know the man. Put it that way. You know the man. Amen. I want to say this. That uh, we have a, I want to do a praise report too. I think, um, I think those that's the intercessors and all others that that's not a part of this congregation, uh, we pray for a young lady. Her name is Randall Cantrell, Wanda Cantrell. From, she's in a coma from the pneumonia.